Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're a flop. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> This is Flop Culture. You are listening to Flop Culture, a podcast where I speak to an esteemed guest about a flop they find interesting, confounding, and potentially isn't a flop at all. I'm your host, Fanula. I hope you're well. You can find Flop Culture on social media. I'd love if you kept up with us there. It's Flop Culture underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you know what else I love? Ratings, particularly four or five star ones. If you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and you leave your nickname in the review or name, whatever, come here, Elam, I don't care rat yourself out. If you leave that there, I will recommend a bop or a flop that I don't actually think is a flop at all at the end of the next week's episode. So please do that. Love your ratings. And it also helps people find the show. If you can't get enough flop culture, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash flop culture. You get minimum two bonus episodes a month. So you'll get things like deep dives into why Taylor Swift is courting the NFL at all. We've got a series called Bot Culture, which is where we talk about things that are actually good with esteemed guests. So we've got our Fleabag rewatch podcast. There's a Severance podcast coming soon, or it might be up at this point. Who knows? That's very exciting coming for the people. So yeah, join us over there. It's a lot of fun. As I'm recording this, I am on my jolliers. I am in Australia seeking out Australian flops. So for that reason, there's no news. There's no top of the flops. I'm not unleashing my wrath on anyone. But there are still flops. There will always be flops. And I am so delighted to introduce this week's one. This is such a good episode. Before X Factor, before The Voice, there was You're a Star a reality TV singing competition that couldn't have been more Irish if it tried. Aspiring singers competed to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest. However, several format changes and rival shows meant Eurostar inevitably had to sing its swan song. Joining me to discuss Eurostar is showbiz editor with RSVP magazine, Mikey O'Loughlin. Mikey Lachlan, thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture. This has been a long time coming because I think I've cancelled and rescheduled 8,000 times. So apologies about that, but thank you for being here for this episode. Much appreciated. I always felt really bad. It was always hard to get a date. <laughs> Between <laughs> and, the two of us, general- like, summer, just honestly nuts, nuts. Look, I'm, I'm well used to finding it hard to get a date. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Great, brilliant start, just me actively insulting my poor guests. Um, I'm delighted to have you on, especially for this episode in particular, because obviously reality TV, it's my bread and butter. Mm. Irish reality TV, also my bread and butter. What have you picked for this week's episode? I have picked your star. Yeah. Oh, I hope yeah. everyone read the title of this episode and also started singing to themselves. Well, you have to. And like, if it doesn't randomly come into your head in the shower or, you know, like <laughs> when you have the Sunday scaries and you can't go to sleep, like, are you even Irish? Did you grow up in the noughties? <laughs> <laughs> so what's your first memory of the show for you? Because, I, like, obviously I was re-watching a few bits to record this episode. And I remember, like, the momentum around season mm. one. I remember kind of being actively really in it for season two. And then I think I kind of fell off after that. But it's so funny reading back the names and seeing everyone who was involved and yeah. some of the people you might have forgotten. It's crazy. So what's your kind of like lasting memory of it from when you were growing up? I would say it would be similar to season with you in that sense, season one and season two. I only really remember the final of season one and I remember like the hype around Mickey Joe and Simon Casey and it came that year after Pop Idol. So they were kind of like our Will Young and Gareth Gates. It was like, who's going to win? It was very 50-50. And I remember um, 
Larry Bass, who's the producer of it from Shinna Will, they produce Dance with the Stars mm. now. And he said once, anecdotally, that more people voted in that final than voted in the general election the year before. <laughs> Which, not surprised if that fact is in fact true. <laughs> I would believe it. I just, like, I have such a thing of, just again, that feeling of like, community and all of us coming together mm. to be like because obviously well sorry for anyone who's unfamiliar those initial seasons of your star it was all about selecting someone to go ahead and represent yes. us in the Eurovision and obviously we have such a we're in high regard at the Eurovision and we've done so well previously and but you could also nearly say like this was kind of the start of us falling off but probably unfairly because Mickey Joe that song slapped Slapped oh that man and his sparkling green guitar. It holds up 20 years Absolutely. today, it still does 100%. I will never not go anywhere and request it. And like, it did come at a very precarious time in Irish Eurovision history. We'd won the three times in the noughties, we got second place in '97. Um, I think we got a, a top 10 finish then, um, the year after, and then it started to slowly fall off. So now we have two semi finals in the Eurovision, and I think about 42 countries. Back then, it was a lot less. You're looking at maybe about the 30 mark. So if you didn't do well, you had to skip the following year. So people were kind of disqualified of a sort. Oh my God, I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, so we weren't in in 2002. So it was like, Ireland, you're not in it. So obviously there was a big panic in RTE. What will we do? They've probably seen how well Pop Idol had done in the UK. We'll do a similar format. And the format worked in the sense that massive audiences viewed the half-six slot on the Sunday, which is still the shiny floor slot, followed by Ireland, our, the All-Ireland Talent Show and Fame the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> it was when I, sorry, the, the Wikipedia page of your star is a treat. I would suggest it going and watching it or reading it. But like, even when it said, so obviously like your star replaced Pop Idol and then it was like your star's replaced at the All-Ireland Talent Show. I was like, I remember ferociously watching, like, the provinces competing with yeah. each other. Like, uh, Munster, and then Dublin was just on its own, yeah. and John Creedon was then a Munster. <laughs> like, it was just so quintessential Irish. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Ireland talent show. <laughs> You're more than welcome to go back yeah. and talk about that. But, yeah, I just, like, it was such... This was event television. Yes. Like, it really, it really... Even, like, watching back some of the clips from season two and how well they did like you know they followed the contestants through the auditions mm -hmm. and then you'd like the heats and then you would you know when it got to a certain number of people they moved up to a bigger stage yes. in the helix in where the it's so funny because that's just where people graduate as well yeah. you know what I mean it's just they did it really well and you had like obviously the judges like Ray Darcy hosting huge star it had a lot. It's kind of no wonder that everyone was glued. And then you try in the Eurovision thing, it's like, yeah. well, obviously we're going to be eating this up. Like. And like the judges, Kerry Katona was a judge on series one and she was going out with Brian McFadden, not going out, married to Brian McFadden at the time, had just come from a Tommy Kitten fame in and around the time she won I'm a Celebrity. So like, she was huge news. You know, then Louis Walsh came in. Obviously he was massive news coming in from pop stars, Linda Martin. The going on a few series introduction of Brendan O'Connor into our lives for the very first time but it was season two that really was the one for me and it was because it was a girl from Ennis Ruth Cullen and shout she out was, Ruth Cullen hello Ruth Cullen shout out Ennis shout out, shout out Ennis <laughs> absolutely and she so the, it began with the audition process was before Christmas and that's when you whittle down the heat so you got Ennis Longford Cork uh, Galway Dublin wherever the, and I just remember clearly one of them being Longford and obviously Ennis and she made it through the heat. So it was two people qualified from each heat. Mm. And I think there was wild cards. So she qualified and it was just the whole town was behind her. And she was only about 17 and she sang Fields of Gold. I'm obsessed yeah. with that. I don't know if we... I was about to say this and people are going to get ratty at me. I'm sure there was. I can't remember a significant cork applicant though actually I correct myself there was one season and I had no idea about this if anyone is as chronically online as me and is like into makeup or whatever there's a makeup artist incredible makeup artist bright makeup artist Jeanette Cronin she hey. was in it one of the years because I was going back to like again like Wikipedia list of all the contestants and it was like she was in one of the seasons and I was like that's hardly like Jeanette Cronin makeup like doing the bride's makeup beautiful brides like and then I looked it up what it was I was like like, I think everybody has some connection to somebody. I couldn't realise how many people I knew. So, like, obviously, like, season one, the inaugural one, everyone know, I think, and that's one that most people remember, Mickey Joe Hart uh, from Lifford, shout out, Simon Casey. Season two, uh, then... Sorry, season one, Brian Ormond. Brian Ormond, who was also on Pop Idol. 
Okay, and, talk to me about this. Pop stars. So Brian Ormond did the circuit of um, the music shows. Yeah. He did pop stars. Um, he made it to, I think he was like, so they brought it down to 12 is how they did in pop this stars. This is like six. crashing back to me like a wave. Six made it into six. Yeah. Six didn't. And he was one of the six. And if something happened to one of the band members, he was supposed to get into the band. What happened to one of the band members? She was 11. I couldn't be able to. <laughs> Hello, Nadine Coyle. Hello, Nadine Coyle. <laughs> Famed listener, flat culture, I'm sure. And he didn't make it in. Anyway, then he went on to Pop Idol in the UK and then did Eurostar. And then he went on to host Eurostar in the last season. So, you know, his career, I think, came full circle. All comes around. All comes yeah, you around. you just have to wait. Yeah, you just have to wait. You just have to hang around long enough and wait. Yeah, absolutely. Season two then, I think a lot more, more people will remember because... I kind of didn't seeing the names and then I watched clips and it was mm. like, oh yes, Chris Doran, this is all coming screaming back to me. What a voice. What, yes. a, what a beautiful man. Oh my God. I remember being so, I remember, because this again was back in the time where like, because it was such a big deal. Yeah. And again, the Eurovision Connection, like the winner was announced on RT News. It was yeah. like the last item on yeah. the RT, like nine, nine o'clock or whatever news being like, and Chris Doran will be going to represent us yeah. in, I can't remember where we were that year, Turkey, I think. But even watching it back, he is just, he's the smoothest man ever. Yeah. But like also, one of the auditions that always stood out for me, but I couldn't remember his name, George Murphy, Raglan Road. Yes. So when I watched that, I was like, oh, it was like a jigsaw piece was put back into my brain. Like, yeah. And so funny because we only saw, myself and Keen only saw him very recently, but he was performing yes, at Octoberfest. And Keen kept saying, Keen was like, George Murphy, George Murphy, because sorry, my boyfriend Keen is from Beaumont. George Murphy's from Romance. He's okay. like, he's like Dublin hero. Yes, whatever. And I was watching the audition. I was like, and then it was just like screaming back to me. But all his performances, there's one where he's like wearing a hat and stuff. It was the performance where he messes up three times. No reality show will ever compete. No. Sorry. It may, and you're seeing him backstage and he's talking to like his granny or something and he's getting really upset. And he's this child of 17, like the pressure. It was huge news. He was <sighs> set to win it. He had won all day each week. He yeah. Again, all the votes. And then it got to like, I think the quarterfinal stage and boom, he's out. I think that's how a lot of the reality shows work. If you're a favourite from day one, you don't win. But also the producers did a One Direction on it and had four guys called Final Four. <laughs> um, you know, it's obviously a great name. So they were like 10 years ahead of One Direction or maybe seven years ahead of One Direction. And boom, there they were having a, a formed band of four, I suppose, for lack of a better word, rejects. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you want to be the reject, hello, One Direction. Yeah, truly, yeah. <laughs> They're doing yeah. quite well. And they ended up backing Chris Doran. Um, and then there was, I think there was a lot of hype behind season two because the Mickey Joe Hart song did so well, mm. still standing to this day. And he came 11th in the Eurovision, which was, you know, in, in grander scheme of things, quite, quite good. It, yeah, it came, yeah, it's good compared to us now, which is yeah. so funny. At the time, people were like, this is shocking. But like, as a single, it did so well, went number one on the charts, remained there for five weeks, which is unheard of now for right. like even a contemporary yeah. song. Has and it was been to a wedding where it hasn't been played? Because oh, I don't think No, have. truly, absolutely not. Fastest best-selling single of 2003, yeah. like... Beyond, beyond. So yeah, you had all this hype. Uh, Chris Doran's in it. I'm trying to think of, there was someone else significant that I'm missing in that contestant. I'm sure you're about to tell me. The James Kilban came second. James Kilban. Talk to me about the James Kilban of it all. So he was kind of like the older contestant, to use that term. And I'm sure 20 years on, he actually probably wasn't that old at the time. Oh, literally not at all. That's just how things worked. Poor Louis Walsh being like, there's a bang of Johnny, uh, bang of Johnny Gall, there's a bang of Johnny O'Donnell off you. I'm like, leave that man alone. He's just, he just really wants to sing, like. And I think back then in 2003, 2004, people who were just over 30 were actually 50, even though they were just 31. Truly, yeah. we can say that now. We're we're, we're approaching those ages. We're we're progressive now, it's perfect. Yeah, we are also rapidly (laughs) approaching those ages. Yeah, but like everyone who just was over that age was just old. Like even like looking at the X Factor, the over 25. I know. We were like over the hill, like over 25. I remember looking at Shane Ward. I'm like, it's still fancy him, but also being like, that man is the oldest man I've ever seen. That man is as old as time. He's in the over 25 category. And that's, that's who James Kilban was. And he's still um, performing in country music. Um, I remember hearing him on Liveline during the year. So um, there he is still doing his Shout day. out James Kilban, yeah. wherever you and are. I remember the girl who came third, or woman who came third was uh, Jean. Um, Jean. 
Butler's I, coming to my head, but it's, it's not, not Jean Butler. It's not Jean Butler, but I know exactly what you're on about. Jean anyway. She had a really good, she did a performance of uh, Come Together, The Beatles. Yes, I remember being really sexy. Really and sexy. I, and me as like age 10 been like, why aren't we sending that to your audition? <laughs> that would translate really well. It was, but it's so funny to hear her talk about it. So again, I don't know, international listeners or anyone who doesn't really remember, this was like, as much as this was the biggest show on TV, it was also like, how do I put this politely? Like, it was it was nothing compared to X Factor in, no. in, in comparison to, like, the later years when it's like, there's full choreo, there's backing dancers. There was there's, no Beyonce singing with anybody. There was absolutely <laughs> not. It was them on a stage in the Helix, Dublin. Shout, we love the North Side. Shout out the North Side. Um, and that was it. But this particular performance of Jean is so funny because she's talking about, like, how she wanted to do something different and she felt like she was being typecast. So she's like... The performance is her and she's kind of doing a little bit of chairography, but it's just like... <laughs> in a trilby hat. In a, in a pink trilby hat. Now she's slaying, girls, I let the record show, she's slaying. Mm. Not a critique of her, but she's talking and she's like, I wanted the chair, I wanted the hat. I'm like, oh my God, there was absolutely no production here that Jean's like, give me one chair and a hat, please. I'm begging like for this iconic performance. I am going to slay the house down boots. Like, And she did in fairness. It was just, it's just so... So quintessentially Irish and just, it's perfect. Like even there's a clip where they go to go see, because they get to, the judges get to pick like one wild card to bring yes. back to the season. And there's a whole thing where it's like, they're going to like surprise them, whatever. And half them are just in their gaffs or whatever, just like do it. And it's like Linda Martin being like, I hope someone's home, whatever. And <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like, you're <laughs> running up her driveway. Yeah. And she's like, what, what would I, what would you say if I said the word wild card to you? And then your one's going, ah! like just losing her mind it's just it's actually perfect television yeah. I miss it so so much and like the boats must have been coming in thick and fast because there's a lot of parochial regionalness to it all that you know if someone is from your area you're going to vote for them I remember I was only allowed two votes a week for Ruth Cullen so obviously the phone bill must have been sky high <laughs> Uh, the, 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 it was a very high um, text or texting call number. So. Now, and she didn't win. So oh. you know, maybe we've got more votes. On Sorry, Ruth. You're yeah. the people's winner. You're a flat it's, culture's winner anyway. We talked about um, George Murphy and him messing up his, uh, his... He was starting at the wrong time. Yeah, it was the first first week. So like, like again, he's 17. He's a yeah. child on yeah. the stage. It's all beyond. There was another guy that weekend, he sang Mary. I'm not sure who sings that song originally. Oh, Philip Noon. Yes. Yeah, Philip Noon's a contestant. And then he was like, well, if George Murphy did that and restarted and got all the sympathy, I can't. So he just, just sang the song out of tune. <laughs> and it's girl, he is, he is out of tune, God love him. Like, and he said it in his post-interview. He's like, yeah, no, well, I didn't want to do a George on it because, you know, George did the George on it. You can't be another one. So I just went, just went along with it. But again, it's that kind of Irish attitude. Like, there was no malice in what Philip was saying, but it no. was just like very truthful being like, well, somebody's George already did, done it. Somebody's already done it. I'm not going to do it and play up to it because people will be like, oh, here you are, begging yeah. for sympathy or whatever. Oh my God. I actually looked him up, funnily enough. Uh, he's now in Doha. He had, oh, wow. Yeah, if anyone wants to look him up on Instagram, he's performing away, happy out. He saw Post Malone recently and he got a video That's with him. So great. Shout out Phil Moon. Love to see it. Uh, what did you think of Chris Doran winning? Were you a Chris Doran stan? And what did you think of the song that ultimately went on to represent us at Eurovision that year? Do you know, like looking back, it's not a terrible song and it's very much that Irish ballad, but it came in a time where it was right at the beginning of the novelty acts. And you needed the novelty to stand out. And that obviously just wasn't there. Mm. Um, there was no novelty whatsoever. He was very handsome, but I remember my aunt really fancying him and me being like, oh my God, no. And now I look back and I'm like, what a ride. Oh, like, <laughs> like he just, and he has this thing where he's kind of barely, hold, like he's barely holding yeah. the mic up to his mouth. I was like, stop flirting with me, Chris Dorn, through the laptop. Like it was just, he had, like, he had it. He had yeah. that like charisma and this kind of, insane confidence that you didn't see with the rest of them. He was just like, I'm here, I know I can sing. Yeah. And you got even that with the judges' feedback. Like, and, like the yeah. judges were, and I should say the judges at this point where it was Louis Walsh, Linda Martin, Phil Coulter, like eating it up. Like yeah. gobble gobble. They I loved Chris. I used to Coulter last year and all I did was ask him about yours. <laughs> and I'd say he was like, get the fuck away from me. I couldn't use any of it because it was just for my own personal information. <laughs> 
was like, and what happened then? And what happened then? Mikey, Mikey's preparing like hours and hours of audio for his own like explosive like yes. West Cork podcast series when it's on your star. Absolutely. And I, I definitely, I'd like people who would listen, all 15 people. Oh, truly. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would just play over and over again. My standout thing Chris Doran is he'd one piece of choreography and he just did a stop. Yeah, he loved to stop. And I just stop. And I was like, yes, give us that stop. <laughs> oh, here, actually, I have to talk about this before we move on to the next season. At one point at the start of season two, and again, go back, you'll find it on YouTube. Like, when I say Linda Martin is wearing one of the most elaborate necklaces I've ever seen, it's taking up her entire... T- like, it's like a chess piece, like, nearly. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's so iconic. I love and, it. And what I love about the judges as well, they were just sitting on a couch on the side of the stage. <laughs> I meant to say that when I was talking about, like, the production budget. It's like, they're just here, like, they're here on a sofa, just like, yes, yeah. well they're, done, very good. there beside the microphones. Like, they're not in front of the stage. They're not, like, away from the stage. They're just part of it. It's like they it's forgot. Like, just don't put the camera on them now. Yeah. And put the camera on it's them. It's like they forgot they were there or that yeah. they had to be part of it. <laughs> Where will we put the judges? Oh, so good. So good. Season three brings us into uh, 2004, 2005. Um, there's a, a few changes to the season as yes. well. So they're not just letting uh, solo singer performers. Uh, bands are allowed in under the size of six people, could now enter. Um, Donna and Joseph McCall. So Let's talk about it. I Do you have any memory? I don't have any memories of them on this season, but I obviously remember the song going to Eurovision mm. and them... Not doing great, unfortunately, but... What I remember is them not supposed to win. They were, they came up kind of slowly through it in the background. Okay. They weren't these favourites whatsoever. And then boom, they just won. They just won. Now, the song, I'm sure, when you heard it first, was really catchy. And maybe, and that was part of your stars. They were given their song for the final. So you knew what song was going to represent Ireland yeah. in the Eurovision, which is actually very handy to know. It wasn't you pick a winner, they got a song after. The song is also written by Carl Broderick, um, husband of Alan Hughes of Ireland AM. Shout out, Carl. Well. Yeah. Um, and it's a love question mark. Love question mark. Sure. Which I think got a raw deal. I actually think that's a slapper of a song. I think, was it with the right act? Not sure. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, there was this, this was our first time in the semi-final. Mm. So I don't think we really knew what the story was. I think we were all oh, a bit like... Oh, within Eurovision? In the Eurovision. Okay. I think we were all a bit like, what's the semi-final? Yeah. Why aren't we in the Why final? Why aren't we just automatically in it? Because yes. we're usually really good, question and, mark. And then we didn't qualify and it was like, oh, oh okay, what's the story here? So um, yeah, both of them, obviously, sibling act uh, from Athlone. Um, shout out Athlone. Hello. Everyone's getting the shout outs <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. episode. Close to everyone around the country. <laughs> Um, and they went on to have huge careers afterwards um, in the immediate um, aftermath. They were on Fault Towers, if we remember that. That's another one for another you, day. We're, we're racking up the list. <laughs> like, just Mikey's back for all Ireland talent show, Fault Towers. Perfect. Great, yeah. Brilliant. <clears throat> I think he was like, on Fault Towers. Like, they're just iconic. <laughs> just, I'm upset. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started on Fault Towers. We will yes. never leave yes. the house. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were, as I said, they were on it. Um, and then there was, um, a, like, a boxing thing that Joe was involved in a few years later. Um, Donna went on to be in uh, Playboy Mansion. What? Yes, Donna lived in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> as careers goes, I think that is a That's good... That's my like, career trajectory. That's a good one. The only reason I'm doing any of this shit is so I can eventually just like walk through the hall in the Playboy Mansion and someone be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, both of them <laughs> turn up every now and again, both of them out. Um, I think they're still kind of involved in music a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing um, uh, one of them on a dating app. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> and of course I went, love can build you up. Yeah. Love can build you up, question mark? And then, look, and then he replied, love can take you down. Look, and it was a Good thing. sport. I was Good like, sport. we love the joke. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. We love it. They're also very young. I think um, definitely Joe was in his very late teens. Yeah. He hadn't turned 20. And I remember Donna with her little hat and her big belts, very mid noughties style. It's so mid noughties. It's I love that song. I really yeah. do. I really, really do. Um, kind of embarrassing for them. It was the first Your Star winner not to reach number one. Now I will okay. say the reason it didn't face stiff competition from Akon Lonely. You know what I, I mean? Hear. So like no. Akon was never gonna let them, that you know. That song was just brilliant. That no. was an iconic song. Truly. Uh, this was Ray Darcy's last uh season hosting mm. as well. He's like my quintessential 
memory of the host as well. And even kind of watching back the clips, he's great crack. Even doing the auditions, he's very funny. Like going, like running down the yeah. queues of people being like, okay. everybody cheer, everybody- <laughs> woo! Not, yeah. not overly produced whatsoever. Yeah, and it's just... It's so funny. And the, I love this it. is the, the change. This is the last year that people qualified for the Eurovision. The judges all changed, and it was a brand new format then. Mm. And I think, for me anyway, Lucia Evans wins series four. I don't know who that is. We'll talk about Lucia Evans in a second because, again, I have a very, again, quintessentially local Irish memory of her. But what do you think about that change that they made? Did you think it was the right call at the time? And I suppose, would you have any thoughts on, on, on them? bringing something similar back for our current Eurovision entrance going forward? Because obviously, like, let's call it a spade, spade, we've been shit, like. Yeah. Unfairly, I think, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't, like, I don't need to be batting for Brooke here. Everyone knows, like, she, how she didn't qualify, no idea. No. Like, nuts, like. But what do you think? Is it a format that you could see coming back? Well, like, that's what works in Sweden. But what happens is they don't sing a Britney song week one and a Beyonce song week two and... The, the Beatles week three they come in with their song with the, yeah, and that's what you have to do you your song is all covers you need yeah. to see the song you need to see the production you need to see the outfit now I'm sure it get, in, in Sweden it all gets tweaked again but you need to have an idea of what you're voting for like I know in what the current format it's on the, the Late Late Show we see the five songs um, so you do know what song you're voting for but you don't see any bit of a production we all know the sound in the Late Late Studio like it just shite like mm. it just doesn't work for anyone even international acts don't sound great in there mm. it just doesn't work so I do think if you're going to do that it needs to be a few heats you maybe get 20 acts over four weeks whittle it all down but then you just get a popularity contest in Ireland of you know who's got the biggest fan base you need to see who's going to win Eurovision who's going to qualify from the semi-final for Eurovision that is the most important thing I think it was um, a great idea when we had it for Mickey Joe the song worked with Mickey Joe yeah and it worked on stage like he was one of the favourites that year to win Eurovision and I think there was a disappointment he didn't come 11th I think in the grander scheme it was great it's our second highest placement in the last 20 years other than Jedward hello Jedward hello Jedward coming 8th um, so it worked and then from Chris Dorn onwards it didn't so I think the format needed to change but I think at that point they could have got rid of Eurostar Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, because this is the thing. I didn't actually realize how long it went on. So like in terms of flops, like it ran for from 2000 to 2008, yeah. which like it also feels like 800 years ago, but then you watch it and it brings you screaming back. So that fourth season, this is 2005, and as you said, uh, it's totally changed. It's not strips in Ireland, the Eurovision. It was a recording contract uh, with Universal Music Ireland and Polydor UK and €10,000 worth of musical and audio equipment. Um, and again, I don't really, I don't remember anyone really in this, but I do remember Lucy Evans and I remember the song. Because I'm bruised but I'm not broken. Oh my God, yes. Her but I'm still open. And I remember when she won, and I loved it. I actually do like that song, but I think it was a bit like, again, I think we're moving out of ballad territory mm. at this time. So I think people are a bit like over it. But I remember, if anyone doesn't know this about me, my dad's actually from Carlo, and she was doing like a signed meet and greet in the Roxy music shop in the Fairgreen Shopping Centre. And I remember seeing the signs for it and being really annoyed that I couldn't go because it was on like a Sunday. And if we were going up to Carlow, like we'd usually be going home the Sunday back to Cork, you know? So I was devastated. That's my um, resounding memory of Lucy Evans. And actually, sorry, it was this season that Jeanette Cronin was on it. Okay, yes, your friend from Cork. Shout out to Jeanette Cronin. She's actually not my friend and I'd say she's going to be told about this podcast and be like, shut the fuck up talking about me. Like, why? Get my name Legal out of your letters mouth. coming in. Um, but yeah, that song, Bruise Not Broken, only peaked number five. I say only peaked. Number five, nothing to be sniffed at. No. But I think, again, this shows the trajectory that your serves on. Yeah. And I think it's also important to state, I think X Factor kicked off in 2004, right? 
So this was like, X Factor was just kind of yes. peaking. You're coming into like peak, obviously Steve Brookstein, we won't talk about Steve Brookstein yeah. of it all, but Shane Ward, you're like, it's... towards Leona Lewis. Yeah, it's only up from there. So I think people were looking at going between X Factor and your star, if you had the eight channels or whatever, and you were like, this kind of bitch maybe? I don't know. You're not going to focus on both realistically. Yeah. It takes up your whole weekend. Yeah. Especially, Mikey's like, I was busy. I had loads on. I had loads on. But I do also think, as much as they were probably right to change the Eurovision thing, I think maybe it caused people to give less, like, maybe this is a really unfair generalisation. I think at that point, we cared so much about Eurovision Mm. more than we did or more than we had a belief in like Irish artists in that the, yeah. realm, if that makes it like I think it's it's so great now. We have this kind of slew of pop artists and bands coming out and they have a chance to like do really well and be successful and there's more big Irish acts than ever and we're getting behind them. I don't think we kind of were at that point as a no, general public. I don't think we were no. taking people see like I think it was different to be like, okay, you're a Eurovision artist, you're representing us at Eurovision, that's a big deal we'll get behind you. But it was just like oh, you're putting a little song out, that's great, yeah. but like you're never going to be Britney or whoever, again, yeah. the big contemporaries of that time. I don't and know, what was, do you think? Yeah, no, actually, I never thought of it that way, and there was no big Irish acts that came out of the, the mid-noughties that I can think of off the top of my head, the way that they're like, I say, a slew of them coming now. The way they are they're, now, And the yeah. way it's huge, and the way that like, you know, all the radio stations and, you know, the money that's behind Irish acts now wasn't behind them. I suppose that was the only platform, really, that people had was your research. Maybe they, people had to go for it mm. to get any bit of money, to get any bit of, a, you know, a step up. Um, but yeah, I think, like, if, as the seasons go, I think that one was the dud one. I think people, it just, the change didn't work. And there was, you know, record producers as judges and... People didn't know them. Oh my God, yeah, this random fella from bloody EMI or something. I was like, who are you? No offence to you. I'm sure you're doing great with your your career, but like, I didn't know you at the time and I don't know you now. (laughs) And I'm sure he doesn't know me either. And that's fine too. Mariah Carey, I don't know her. Yeah, Yeah. literally has never been either of us, never will. We're like perfect. Whereas like Linda Martin, Louis Walsh, Carrie Katona. Iconic. And Brendan O'Connor. And Brendan O'Connor. We will get to the Brendan O'Connor of it all. Um, I should say this season also include, uh, included Marilyn Bain came third and the Sullivan brothers who came second. And Lucy Evans was representing Galway. So, um, shout out Galway. Season five then returned for fifth season. Uh, there was no wildcard show this season, so another change. Uh, 82 made it through out of these 40 went through to the knockout round until the final 12 were chosen I think this was a bit of a shocking season but again not one that I can remember do you remember Paul this, James? This is the one I remember Okay I, uh, okay, tell me about this because I'm going to be honest not a lot pinging in my brain when I was reading so about this there was this. a girl from I went to Rice College Linus hello Rice College Linus Linus <laughs> got um, you did very well out of this I have to say Yeah, yeah. So we had girl uh, Susan O'Neill was her name and she's got a massive career now as Sun is her name Amazing. Uh, yeah, and she's regularly on the Late Late Show. You know, okay. they do a nice special recognising somebody, she'd be in singing the songs. And she's amazing. Okay. Um, performs the King Kong Company, whatever. So this is a big shout out oh, for you. Oh, fab! She's okay, like, yes. amazing. Sorry, okay, super, I know who she is now. Yeah, yeah. Super talented. So she was on it and she was in the school at the time. I think she was in Leaving Cert. I was in second year. So massive hype behind her. You getting, were, yeah, you were like, yes. Getting behind. Yeah. Her sister was in my year. People went off to see. I was never picked to go on the bus because <laughs> I didn't do music, whatever, just because I can't sing or play an instrument. I, like, feel, like my fault. Is, I feel like this is semi-therapy for you as I well. Think just, so. I think we're unpacking a lot of trauma, so I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Yeah. Thank and you. And then there was another girl, uh, Maeve O'Donovan, who was from the Clare Limerick border down Clonara kind of area. And she made it to the, either the final or the semi-final, made it quite far. So there was a big Clare interest. And then there was two bands, one Scuba Dice, one 21 Demands. And I remember them being really cool mm. and maybe kind of, around the start of the band's era, 21 Demands turning up to be Codeline in the end, the very early stages of Codeline. I don't know who was in, who was out in the end, but I remember them being great. Mm. And um, I remember uh, David O'Connor, I think, did he win it in the end? And Yes, David O'Connor. I remember having a good, strong interest in the series. Yeah. So I think there was a guy, Paul James, at the start, who was eliminated in week one, but he was apparently, again, this is coming from the Your Star Wikipedia page, and again, it's someone who was maybe a Paul James Stan and like okay. isn't admitting it because yeah. like it's written and it's like shockingly early favourite the very talented and charismatic Paul James I'm like Did Paul James like this but anyway he was eliminated early on um, again slightly different prize I should say as well so it's a recording contract 
uh, Universal Music, a publishing contract with Sony ATV, uh, 10,000 euro worth of musical equipment from Royal Ireland and a cash prize. And then the judges this year, you had Linda Martin, Brendan O'Connor and Thomas Black. Like those prizes are nothing to be sniffed at. No, absolutely not. And like, like it gets... money. The final season, there's, it's like properly just like a, a wad of cash, like yeah. a lump of cash. We need to talk about the Brendan O'Connor of it all. We're here now. Because again, this was... I really hope I'm never, ever asked to be on his show. Not that I think I ever will be. The ego of me being like, I hope I'm never asked to be on his show. But if I am, because I fancy that man. And this this was the start of it. Because he was just... That's people supporting Cork No, 100%. It's obvious, I was like, I loved seeing the Cork representation of a Cork judge. Yeah. He was like, kind of mean, kind of gas. Kind of berry. Do you reckon? He was so mean. And it's so in the... If it happened now, he would not be that mean. Because... <laughs> That's just not the way TV is now. Yeah. He was totally the Simon Cowell of it all and played up to it. There was oh, a character. It was so pantomime. And I'd say the X Factor had obviously taken off, Pop Idol had happened. And I'd say there was a production call. You're going in and you're going in on those people. Yeah. And you're going to be the villain. You're going to give somebody, you're going to give people something to really talk about. Mm. You're going to give people something to hate. And like in the world, you either need to love or hate something. If you don't, if you've no feelings, then you're not going to watch it. Truly. If you, and the same with like, with the, um, you know, if someone's on the cover of a magazine or somebody's got a book out, you're more likely to buy it if you hate them than <laughs> if you've got no feelings whatsoever. <laughs> you know, if you're completely indifferent, what's the point? <laughs> So either hate something or love something and then think they got the hate in with them. Yeah. And like, that works. It did. It yeah. did, because I was eating it up. Um, this was this was a funny season as well, though, because there was a couple of, uh, like, guest acts. And, like, actually, and they, like, tutored the acts on whichever week they were on. And, like, some of these names, not anything to be sniffed at, Sophie Ellis, uh, Alice Baxter. Yes. The Blizzards. Yes. Iconic. Trust me, my doctor. Shane Ward, already mentioned. McFly. Iconic. I remember McFly and I remember Sophie Ellis Baxter so clearly. I, I did not remember this all. I was reading the names. I was like, fair. Some, someone put the hand in the pocket and was like, yeah. right, let's start spending money on yeah. this. Thank God. But again, it doesn't really compare to like the Beyonce of it all with Alexander no. Burke. No, no. And at the end of the day, they're just standing on the stage in the heels. Oh, <laughs> let's not forget that too. Do they remember that? Do you think, do you think Sophie Alice Baxter remembers? She's, the the She's like, what's DCU? <laughs> What's the cool? She's that like, cute. <laughs> Love that. Love that for them. Brian McFadden uh, was a guest judge one week as well. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, the final three, we had David O'Connor, 21 Demands, now known as Codeline. Um, oh, sorry, final four. Maeve O'Donovan and Scuba Dice. Um, and this was the first year, I think, they released their songs as downloads as well. Okay. So they We've all... we right digital. This is it. Yeah, 2007, we were on the pulse. Uh, and they all made the top 20 in the Irish charts, 21 Demands now known as Codeline, came in at number one, followed by David O'Connor. But as you said, they didn't even win. Yeah. So the 21 Demand song was Give Me a Minute. Uh, the winner takes it all was David O'Connor's Landslide, uh, Maeve O'Donovan, and Holiday by Scuba Dice. Scuba Dice, I like remember the name, but I have no what re- I like resounding them, memory of them. I feel like they were better. Okay. Now, don't hold me to that. I don't really know. But I really feel at the time they were the better ones, but 21 Demands did better. Yeah. I think. But okay. then it was all about votes. Like this is the thing. Like, I could go on and sing, and if I had enough votes, I could win. Truly, yeah. <laughs> so if anyone wants to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun little bit of trivia for you as well. Uh, 21 Demands became the first act in Irish chart history to score a number one single on downloads alone. Very good. So there you go. Nothing, uh, nothing to be sniffed at. Um, yeah, Shane Ward was there to announce the winner. Um, <laughs> like, again, it's all this feedback from what the judges said. So, like, Louis Walsh said the 21 Demands had a great future with the right management, and they did, in fairness. Brendan O'Connor said it would be a crime if 21 Demands did not win. Uh, Linda Thomas agreed. Despite these comments, former jockey... Yeah, it's important to stress that, like, David O'Connor was just, like, a jockey who really loved singing, had done really well at, like, the karaoke world championships. Uh, he won. Uh, but when we're talking about, like, even viewership as well, this was, again... This was a season that not as many people were into, even in yeah. comparison to those early seasons. But like the final still pulled over 500,000 viewers, which was down like 20% in the yeah. previous year. That's unheard of now for an Irish show, like with the exception of the Late Late, like yeah. the Toy yeah. Show or yeah. like the Valentine special. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, it's, I think people really underestimate that. So in that sense, it's not a flop. It did really well. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was the end of it, though. That's it. That was and that's the literally the, end of the, road. Yeah. the end of it. I suppose, you know, six seasons, you, you, can, you, can, you can only bring the show so far anyway. Mm. So probably even if it was still slightly successful, you know, or like it obviously was with that viewership, you know, it just kind of comes to 
How many more singers are there? Can we still get the judges? Can we still get the budgets? Mm. Let's move on to something else. And that's, yeah. that's what it was, really. The last season then, the sixth season, uh, we had Black Daisy as well, who I think, they went on to represent us in Eurovision yes. at one point. Etc. I've Love heard that. that all so many times. Again, unfairly, didn't qualify. I think that was only one place off qualifying as well. Oh. It was either 11th or 12th. It was one or the other in the, their semi-final. Injustice. I her in her leather, leather leggings. They, it was, they slayed, like, they just yeah. looked like brat stars. And I mean yeah. that in a complimentary way. Yeah. They were just, I was obsessed with them. Um, yeah, they were in it. It was Leanne Moore won that yes. season. She's gone on to be a very successful uh, fitness influencer. But she had, like, a number one as well with her song, On Wings. Um, she went on to be a backing singer for Jedward and Ryan jo- Dolan during yes. their Eurovision she performances. A, she did, she's very connected to Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did a stint with the girl also band. Also married to somebody from California. There you go. But that's also, like, Irish reality TV is so symbiotic. It's just, it all ends up connecting. Um, But that was the last season. Uh, But we have to talk about, in the midst of all this, celebrity, your star. Now, I did not realise there was three seasons. Neither did I. I was like, I thought it was a one and done thing. And then I went down to the Wikipedia, the amount of people that have been in this, the names. Catherine Thomas was on season two. I was like, is this a lie? Like, I, need to, I need to go find that video of Catherine Thomas singing. It's very... Now, there is a YouTube channel that's very handily called Celebrity Yorkstar and it just has, like, all of Nuala Carey's performance yes. the season she was on and all of the GA All-Stars. Yes. But, like, talk to me about this. Like, this was just... So it was all the big Beyond. names. So it probably came back from the early days of Celebrity Big Brother, which they did it for charity as well. So mm. a lot of the, the main shows took the charity special, got the celebs in, and it was, the money went to charity. That changed kind of a while later, and anything celebrity-related was for money for themselves. Yeah, Because they, they have their own mortgages to pay yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, we had big names. So we had like uh, Sean Bon Bronock. I remember him being huge, not being able to sing. With the GA All-Stars, Barney Rock being one of them, Dean Rock's father, Dublin. Uh, star at the moment Catherine Thomas was in it Sheila Shoiga was in it you, know, you mentioned Nuala Carey and we talked about her at the beginning and because her videos are on there I have watched them multiple times she sings downtown and I'm just it's my favourite iconic one. not her material girl performance as well that's very Nuala committed and like I'm happy to talk about this because she was on 6 o'clock show one of the times when I was hosting and I was like I need to talk to her about it. And Nula's great sport. And Nula's happy yeah. to talk about it. We didn't get time to talk about it on air, but I said, Nula, celebrity or star, yeah. I just want you to know you slayed. You, she, you got up there and you said, I'm serving tonight. Yeah. And, and she could sing. She was so good. Mm-hmm. And she I went right in on the costuming. The production was done the on The production her. elevates here. Now, yeah. it's still, again, we're still the helix, yeah. right? But it's definitely the costume department. We're like, okay, we need to step our pussies up. Like, yeah. let's do a bit more of the staging, whatever. Yeah. She is, it's just... So I think they did it for one season in 2005. And I don't know if they were, like, anticipating the success of it. Mm. So I think they were calling it... They they were... I think the first season is called Your Star Celebrity Special. And then they were like, oh, no, this is actually good. So we'll just do Celebrity Your Star. We'll do it for two more seasons. Mentored, iconically, by Twink. Brilliant. So all the celebrities were like... That. you know, I remember... I forgot and then I was reading about it but I remember like the cut you know again they do it on X Factor where it's like the announcer and it's like Rachel at a day G and they're doing like they're standing in the wind tunnel but you're seeing her like preparing for the week they did that on on Celebrity Your Star but it's just like Twink being like so what are you singing this week and they're like talking (laughs) about like that's going to be very hard whatever etc etc it's just it's so good. Louis Walsh, Linda Martin, and Brendan O'Connor. Uh, it was the pilot politicians one judging. of the Judging, yeah. Uh, Finian McGrath of the first year, Independent TD. Sorry, let's go through the first season. You mentioned yes. some of them already. We had Amanda Brunker, David Mitchell, who's a Fair City actor. Finian McGrath, Independent TD. Sorry, Fair, could be just David Mitchell, Jimmy Doyle. Like that, <laughs> again, this is a whole other episode of how iconic he was. What a ride. What a ride. Yes. What a ride. He lives in New York now. Oh, Shout out. Um, Natasha Nagarov. She's a former Miss Ireland. Anyway, okay. uh, Liam McCormack, a Satitude presenter. Brilliant. Where Satitude. is he? I, another one that I used to fancy quite a lot. Shout out, Liam, wherever you are. Sheila Shoga, you mentioned. Uh, Alan Short, who's on Island. Sheila also was a presenter one of the seasons. 
So from, Again, love that, following the brain Ormond trajectory. Yeah, so That's what, how you do from it. From what I can gather, she did the audition process. Well, what Wikipedia told me was she did the audition process and then it came back in the new year with the live shows and I think that was Keith Duffy's presenting time. Yes. Um, Keith Duffy then also went on to judge it. <laughs> so he went from presenter to judge. But yeah, I don't remember Sheila Shoiga being involved whatsoever, but that's great. There you go. And then iconically, Jerry May. Brilliant. My fave, honestly, my fave. I loved her, met her once in Mosley. Oh, and nice. Lovely. Oh, yeah. I'd love to meet her. Yeah. Um, second season, then we have Catherine Thomas, as you yes. mentioned. John Aldridge, former Liverpool and Republic of Ireland player. Like, they were able, like, some of the names are like, kind of, like, I'm surprised you got them. And then the other, some of them are like, oh yeah, fair enough. Like, you were, you Bring, were free and you're up for it. And you were up for it. Bring these back for Dancing with the Stars. Bring Cherry Bay for Dancing with the Stars, please. I'm like, okay, maybe this is controversial, but like, I do think we could go a long way with repairing what's going on societally in Ireland by having a singing competition and like letting some yeah, of the politicians that's, do it. That's been nice. You know what I mean? Because it's so, okay, so we have Louis Copeland and Roddy Collins. Louis Copeland, obviously a fashion designer. Roddy Collins, football manager. Uh, Gail Kinswaran, model. Yeah. Dahi O'Shea, iconically. Brilliant. Uh, Shane O'Donoghue, RT sports commentator. Uh, Anya Nee, Drun, 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 oh my God, Owen Keane's going to kill me. That's TG Car presenter, Irish surname, sorry. But then we had Supergroup, the politicians, yes. right? We love a Supergroup. Literally. on from Final Four, <laughs> of One Direction. Literally just members of the Oireachtas with Billy Keller, TD, Senator Frank Fian, Dan Boyle, TD, Senator Michael McCarthy. What? Like, like, could you imagine them gathering up like five politicians now? I'd love to see who they'd put together. I, I would be so here for it. Maybe just do that. I, now, as much as I think it could go a long way in repairing the company, I, country, I also think if that was announced tomorrow and it was like... Just oh, go, the uproar. No, it, I think it could be a country divided as well. I you think it I mean? could actually bring the country down. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But I think in 2023, it probably would. Maybe next year. Yeah, my countdown maybe well. next year. Uh, and then we also... Like, McCle- what are RT doing, all these people. Why are they paying Actually, Holly yeah, Cairns to maybe, sing? Maybe not now. Let the heat die down and then yeah, we could be like Rain Joe Duffy. Why are they paying Holly Cairns to sing songs? <laughs> oh my God. And then, sorry, with McLean Burke, Fair City actor. Yes. Love him. Damien. Uh, season three, we had Shane Byrne, rugby union player, obviously yes. recently on Dance of the Stars as well, Brent Pope, rugby union pundit. We had a presenter super group, which was iconically Sinead Kennedy. Did not realise she did this. I did this. not read this. I'm... Sinead Kennedy and Simon DC. I don't remember Simon DC at all. I don't remember Simon DC at all either. Sorry, no offence, Simon DC. But I will say, a lot of this isn't online, which is so infuriating. Like, I'd love to properly watch back and get into it, but alas, it's very hard. Uh, Sean Van Brannock, you mentioned. Brendan Courtney. Brilliant, iconic. Um, Then we had The Roses, which is just former Rose Tree winners. Iconic. Orla Tobin. That would stand to this day as well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Orla Tobin, Roisin, Eginton and Orla O'Shea. Joe O'Shea of Shoalga and O'Shea. Which was like the predecessor of Maura and Zahi. Truly. Love it. What a a great afternoon I love Shoalga and O'Shea. This is New Clary season. And then we had Vivian Connolly, model. And then we had the all-stars, as you mentioned, Barney Rock, David Beggy, Jack O'Shea. Uh, they raised a lot of money for charity. I think yes. one of the years between all their respective charities, it was something like 300k. Nothing to be sniffed at. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Everyone's having a laugh. Yeah. They're just they're doing it to let Brendan O'Connor be mean to them and get dressed up. Yeah. Perfect. It's a great day out. Perfect. Off the helix. Put on a Absolutely. nice dress. Dance to material, girl. Love it. Yeah, no. I think... I would love to watch that back now. If anyone wants, I have the DVD of season two. <gasps> so I'm happy to give a lend. Oh my I must get like a little set up. It is at home because it's there and it will never be thrown out. Maybe we should do a screening. Oh I, my God. We should do a screening. That's, but again, that, is that not so naughty that it's like there was a DVD of the reality show yeah. competition? Like. And then there was, there was, was it like a behind the scenes special where it does like an hour long bringing you through all the bits and bobs of all the weeks. So it'll bring you like a snippet of each week. So it'll be like, you know, on week one, George Murphy sang and it didn't go well. And it like goes to George, like not being able to get the, the, the words out or whatever. And then it's him afterwards been upset. And then you go, and then it's like, and this person got eliminated. It goes right through and right through. It's brilliant. I love that. Right fast. We could just probably just screen that. Honestly, would you, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I so think we've... We could put a shout out. Does anyone have the other seasons? Yeah, DVDs please. Well? HelloFlatCultureGmail.com, please. Yeah. Please. And I will what? pay. I will pay handsomely. There was a CD as well. <gasps> and I remember it because um, Ruth Cullen's song, Fields of Gold, was on it. I don't remember buying it though. And you could also... Oh my God, fake fans. Sorry, Mikey. Fucking hell. <laughs> I know, but I had the DVD, so okay, I'm just yeah. it in there. 
Um, and Song One was the You're a Star uh, theme tune. You're a star! Banger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and oh. then, like, Song 16 was the remix of You're a Star. There's a remix. There was a remix. So, if anyone has that CD, somebody has to have it. And it was in Roxy Records and Ennis. And I remember going in and be looking at it to open in the box, taking out the sleeve, reading what was in the sleeve, putting it back in, putting it back on the shelf. Yeah. We had the exact same childhood, I think, because it's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. what I did. <laughs> Oh my God. And if obsessed. anyone once said, I do have the tape of uh, pop stars. Oh, perfect. Brilliant. And then I also have six seats. I love how you're just like <laughs> chilling your wares. If anyone like, wants to come over. Available <laughs> to rent. Perfect. Brilliant. I should put that in my Tinder bio. <laughs> I have your star on DVD. Your star and chill. They're like, I'm coming over. <laughs> your star and chill. <laughs> Mike, I'm obsessed. I, I think we've kind of already covered it, but before I let you go, I suppose. Why do you think ultimately it flopped in a way in terms of the drop-off in viewership and the changing format? Is there any way you could see it coming back? And if anyone hasn't watched it, why should they seek it out and watch everything that they can on YouTube or possibly the dark web? I don't know, maybe it's there. That's it, or or just big bar the DVD. Yeah, <laughs> or Mikey's house, yeah. I would think it flopped. I think it just ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. I think it just, by season six, like there was nothing else going on. While the, like, it was, gave people a start in their careers, are any of them barcode line massively successful now? Unfortunately, maybe they are Susan O'Neill like, yeah. doing quite well, and maybe there are a few of those other Susan O'Neills that we don't recognise in the guise of their names right now, and you know are slaying it and you know selling out venues that we don't know. And happy I will days say, that they are. yeah, I will enter. George Murphy is literally oh, playing yes, Vicker Street. Of He's yeah, solo yeah, Vicker Street, and I think yeah. there's another one. George Murphy and the Rising Sons. Shout yeah. out! I'm and, not on his payroll. Yeah. This makes it sound like it is, but and like shout it, out it is more so the, the later seasons that we don't know who did well. And like yeah, George Murphy, Simon Casey still doing well. Uh, Mickey Joe Hart still doing well. Flat out. Um, you know Brian Horfman had a great TV career. Absolutely. Quite flopped. I think yeah, just ran out of steam. It's had a ran out of people. Ran out of just ideas, and that was that. They moved on to the All Ireland Talent Show. And then later, The Voice of Ireland did come as it's well. It's Voice of Ireland. Which I'd say I watched two episodes of that. So. Yeah, didn't yeah. capture me in the same way, unfortunately. No. No. Unfortunately. Um, Mikey, it's been such a pleasure. And you will, I don't care if you don't want to come back, you have to come back and talk about all the other shitty reality shows. I will be 100% back to the All-Ireland Talent Show because there's so many hidden people in there that went on to have big careers that oh! we don't know about. Okay, season four, watch this space. Um, where can people read your work you're very oh, yeah. busy where can people find out more about you if they want to so yeah you can go on to my Instagram uh, so it's Mikey M-I-K-I-E no Y's there's no Y in my no name so M-I-K-I-E underscore O-L and you'll find me there yeah usually just um, on a night out in the George or get a multiple hair transplant <laughs> stunning perfect I'll leave all the links below yeah. Mikey it's been such a pleasure thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture thank you Thank you so much to Mikey for joining me. I'll leave all of his links in the show notes below if you want to keep up with him. As I mentioned, no top of the flops this week, but I would still love to know who you think is top of the flops, who has been flopping hardcore in the public conscience, consciousness, hard word, in society. Please let me know. If you're listening on Spotify as well, there is usually an interactive box in which I ask you who is top of the flops. So if you're listening on Spotify, let me know. I'd be excited to read them on my travels. Flop Culture returns next week with the best, worst Irish film ever made. I'm not even being hyperbolic and I guarantee you it's not the one you're thinking of. So excited. This has been Flop Culture. Big thanks to Adam Shanahan for editing. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.